Hubert. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Wow, gee, from my heart there, okay, too high. Bring it down, bring it down. Hey, much better. Uh, We got Cliff Lashway in the studio. He's uh, actually not in the studio. He just had to run. I I said, I need to read something about you, Cliff, and he's getting his information as we speak. So, Cliff. What are you doing? No, not that Cliff. The other Cliff. Uh, is uh, will be on today's show uh, right through the bottom of the hour or so. And then after that, we have an interview from a guy that's going to be at the Clayton Opera House. And that guy's name is uh, Mark Fletcher from the Steel City Rovers. How the Irish the Irish. We drink until we die. All right, here we go. Uh, Cliff Lash, thank you for doing that. Cliff, say yes. something into that microphone. Hello. Move hello. it. Uh, move it. The arm. I'm sorry. For, I wasn't paying attention to you, Cliff, because I'm trying to get the stream working. As you can see, it's, as you can see, someone remotely is working on their computer as we speak. Yeah. Um, so that needs to be rebooted. Uh, if you're if you're trying if you're hearing us on the on the audio stream for AM 1240 and you're having difficulties, do me a favor. Uh, just keep your pants on. <clears throat> no, just kidding. Uh, just remember that I'm also on Facebook as well. Go to uh, Glenn Curry Live at 5. Glenn Curry Live at 5. Right now i got 14 people there. So I think a lot of people kind of figured it out that the uh, the stream wasn't working. That is the alternative, uh, 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 Cliff. So, Cliff, you and I talked uh, about, uh, well, uh, uh, maybe a month ago when you first threw your hat in the ring. Yes. You, and uh, you got all of your uh, 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 you know, signatures and whatnot. And now you're running for city council. I am, definitely. Have you Push it up a little bit further. Have you ever run before, Cliff? No, this is my first time. All right. So the first question I always ask is, uh, why are you running? Um... Well, the, definitely the golf course didn't uh, didn't sit well with me, mm-hmm. um, especially the three point four million dollars of my taxpayer money. Sure, um, and um, the fiscal uh, irresponsibility mm-hmm. that the the three that uh, uh, voted for it. Right, right, right. Um, and I I just want to do something for my community mm-hmm. um, because I believe that I can make that uh, those fiscal responsible decisions mm-hmm. for the people. So I mean, we all we already have decorum at, in City Hall. You you saw that last night. Oh, everything everything yeah, looks just grand. I'm being facetious, of course. But uh, so, Cliff, tell us about yourself. Are you originally from Watertown? You from up here? I'm originally from Watertown. Um, around um, eighth grade, I moved to the Dexter area. Mm-hmm. I graduated from General Brown, went nice. to JCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I moved back to Watertown. Watertown's always been my home. Right. I love Watertown. Right. I love the people of Watertown. 
So for the most part, you haven't left Jefferson County in your whole life. I'm no, I'm I'm uh, who, 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 I, I have Kevin Sh- Kevin Shank, you know, because he, he always uh, he loved this area, and yeah. uh, despite working in Syracuse for many many years, uh, he was he just he he grew up here, was raised here, and never left here. So you're 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 just like that, like so many people actually, because you love the area, and you didn't like the, how the golf course was purchased. For, you, you thought would would you have purchased it at all, Cliff, if you had to make that decision, or it would it depend on price? I I would have I would have purchased it for. Around one point two, one point five million dollars, but mm-hmm. but I would have done an appraisal, um, an inspection. Mm-hmm. I would have wanted the clubhouse to be operational day one. Sure, I would want uh, the charging stations for the carts. I mean, I would have probably asked for a lot more. Right, I would probably still be negotiating with Mister Lundy or Mister Smail. Right. And they well, wouldn't. They wouldn't like me. No, they would. Well, they wouldn't have sold it to you at that price. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's interesting because you know today just to let uh, I, I I went up there to speak with Jordan, and despite the fact that it was kind of drizzling and windy out, I couldn't believe how many people were there. Awesome. So so there is good news about it. We knew that from day one. Now they got a decent amount of tournaments, but it all comes back to the three point four million. But before I go on, uh, and it's on News Junkie, and I thought I had first dibs. Apparently, I wasn't paying attention to News Junkie. But the golf ball is, in fact, back. Did you know that? I did not know that. The so go- it is city property again. It's on city property, right where I guess where it was. I never really noticed noticed where it was. I knew it was near the the road where you know everyone stands at the top of the park there. And it's funny because I spoke with Jordan and the the manager Jordan Northrup, and he said he he was doing his thing like like he does every day. He's working very very well up there. He's doing a tremendous job. Uh, the the number one tee box once again a blade of grass tee box is back up. It's not running yet, but they rebuilt it and they put grass on it. And he showed me where the old eighteen hole green green was and where the new one is it's still being nurtured and whatnot but it looks like it's about to be used very very soon but he said he was out there just you know doing his thing and he looked up and the golf ball was there so they never even told him that they were going to bring it back so it was there and i went over there to note and again i'm no engineer but you know it was windy and it's wobbly it's it's kind of wobbling and i i you know that's so i i don't i doubt anyone put it in cast and concrete mind you and it's a big ball and the other thing i noticed and i could be wrong the, the word Watertown Golf Club is not on it. It's the ball is void of a name of a word of the actual word. What didn't it say Watertown Golf Club on it before? It said the park, I believe. Said something like that. Yeah. So that was for some reason or other erased. Uh, so maybe it's not the original ball. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. Anyway, so that was my experience today. But the but the, the good news is, but, but, but listen to me. The good news is there was a lot of golfers up there. So that awesome. was good. That's great. Yeah. And uh, and the, all the golf cl- uh, carts look good, so things things are moving along. All right, so, and just like I've told other people that are running for city council, and I plan on doing the same thing, Cliff, I don't want to make a, the biggest deal about the golf course because there's a lot of other issues that you, you would like to go to. But for the record, you would have bought it at the appraised value, which uh, after the fact was $1.2 million or somewhere yes. there, and you would have demanded some type of appraisal, which would have been based on the 1.2. Plus, you probably wouldn't have put up with, and I don't want to the, lead the witness, and I am, once again, uh, you wouldn't have put up with the basement issue as far as the electric is concerned cliff the uh i saw the picture of the electric yeah um in my my expertise yeah uh, i'm not an electrician but it looked like uh, an eight-year-old did it but really so yeah uh slipshod to say the least very so you work uh as a manager on factory street for the uh what do we call it now it used to be the nice and easy it's, it's a 7-eleven it's now. a 7-eleven okay yeah. and it's owned by the company 7-eleven i believe out of texas if i'm not mistaken yes they are texas based so it, it's amazing because it says 7-eleven but it doesn't scream 7-eleven why is that well it's a northern new york 7-eleven it's 
It's still in its infancy. Yeah, right. Um, because it still says Sunoco. I swear it's a nice and easy, easy uh, owned by the Valentine family who started all those. Did you mm. work for the Valentines prior I did. to that? I did. A great family, no? They are a great family. Yeah. I, do you, I mean, I don't mean to put you in a spot, but do you miss working for them as of opposed to a I huge do. corporation? Of course I do. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I miss, uh, they were, it was very small. Right. So it was very cozy. And, right, right. And, you know, you, I mean, I, the owner would come in. The owner built it. I mean, yeah. he was a contract. I mean, it was amazing yeah. how they did that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very smart guys. Very smart. Anyone from Chameau is pretty smart. I don't know. They must have brains over there. In, uh, all, <laughs> I guess they're all French. Uh, although their last name, I doubt it, Valentine. Nonetheless, uh, okay, so you work there. How long have you been working there? I've been uh, there eight years. Right. Uh, before that, I worked at the Stewart's Corporation. Interesting. And then I worked at PNC before that. All right. So you're in re- retail business in management. Yes. You've seen a lot of things. Did you ever knock over like a you know like a, a shoplifter? And I'm sure you've seen a knock lot of stuff. Over? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. say knock yeah. over. <laughs> right. I, I don't mean, want any. Uh, right. 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 Uh, legal uh, ramifications. Right. But. What What would you have done in the in the uh, subway? And nah, never mind. No, don't uh, ask. No, no, I won't. Well, again, I mean, you probably would. I mean, again, if you was uh, again looking at the marine that took down the uh, uh, the Michael Jackson wannabe there. Uh, he was he was a guy to be reckoned with. He was a strong strong dude. In fact, when they when they show him, you know, in, in handcuffs and whatnot, he looks like a model uh, with the '70s mustache. But nonetheless, uh, okay. So you've been doing that for eight years. You've seen a lot. I got to ask you on a personal level. Since COVID and through COVID, have you seen more crazy stuff in your business, being in the convenience store business? Well, I'm on Factory Street. So right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't right. take a doesn't take a lot to be crazy down right, there. Right. Um, I have seen a lot of uh, crazy things. I believe that um, the bail reform does not help. Right, interesting. I mean, it's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no penalty for doing something wrong anymore, really. Right, 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 right. Uh, and and I think that uh, does Sorry. not help things. So, uh, do you think that because of the bail reform, because you're you're you you guys are on the front line, and many of you do you probably worked right through COVID, right, right, Cliff? I did. Yeah. So, be, because you were a necessary business, because twenty was it twenty four status there, twenty four hours, twenty four hours. So, and that's why I'm curious because so many things have changed in the last thirty eight months since COVID started, and and just prior to that is when they changed the penal rules. Couldn't have had worse uh, ramifications or, or timing and so forth. Uh, but do, do you see an uptick in, in, cr- in crazy criminal stuff, like not just shoplifting, but just stuff that you see on Factory Street? Oh yeah, there's there's definitely an increase. You know, people just they don't care. Really? They really don't. I mean, have, you have you, you catch them and yeah. they're going... What are you going to do? Call the cops. Do what you got to do. I'll so, be out in an hour. Do you ever feel threatened, though, Cliff? No. Okay. Well, no. All right, so you take care of yourself in one day? I, I, yeah, I'll take care of myself if I need to. Right, okay. How would you do against the, the lawyer that we got there right now? No, just kidding. I... I tell you, he's... Yeah, he's good. Frank Thomas. I, I wouldn't screw with I that like guy. I like him. Yeah, no. I, we wh- need that type of person. Why do you like uh, Attorney Bullard? Uh, hopefully I'm saying his name correctly. Why do you like him? Because he's bringing back the decorum that we truly need. He's trying to anyway. Right, right. We really need that in, in city government right now. Cliff says he's out of line. Jeff Graham was saying, well, I got some guy texting. I, I don't know if you heard the hotline show today. but Je- I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Someone's texting. Jeff, who's texting you, Cliff? Well, Not you, Cliff. It, sorry. It, it's funny to hear <laughs> Cliff only say somebody else is out of line. Right. <laughs> That's very true. I so, mean, I, I would say that if he was right in front of me, so I, uh, I'm... 
All right, so uh, let's just, I, I won't get into the scenario yet. You're running for city council. You want to make the primaries first. So I'm not going to put the cart before the cart. So you, the four people are going to be chosen in June 27th. That is the uh, primary election. You got some time there. You've gone door to door. You got your, you, you, you got your signatures and whatnot. So let me ask you this. Uh, other than the park and whatnot, what are people concerned with above and beyond the park issue? Um, the infrastructure, the right. roads, yeah. the curbing. The uh, sidewalks. Right. Well, they're uh, fixing that. I, I can't uh, drive around town know, without dodging a construction well, site. They're down on my street right now, Pratt Street. Right, right, right. Um, Pratt Street and Ball. Right. Um, well, nice area. Yes, it wow. is. Wow. Geez. See stores pay, huh? Why? Uh, South Side? I married well. <laughs> I married well. No, you make... Listen. I make I make well, but my I wife... I know you I, do. My wife is a counselor on drum and oh good for her she does very well well let me just say this and i'll say this about all service business and i'm not just kissing your ass or anyone else but you guys deserve more money than what you get well, tell my boss uh, yeah yeah well but that's the thing i mean i can't call ed right now he'd hang up on me for, for one <laughs> and secondly it's corporate you know it's the corporate structure i see this in mcdonald's i see how hard those guys work they got to get there at five o'clock in the morning you're a 24 7 business you're going to get a phone call at four o'clock in the morning because someone did something or something brutal happened i'm sure you've gotten that call oh, yeah. uh, you, you should be paid for that uh, mm-hmm. and not to mention dealing with the public not just dealing with the public back in the 90s and the 2000s or in the last decade but especially now because of the new attitude. So I commend you for well, that. Well, I thank you. Appreciate and, that. And I hope that you and other because let's face it, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world is working in a C store. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it literally is. Well, I mean, I haven't had that problem. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It well, could be. you you wait. No, just kidding. No, yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, it won't happen. No, I just I worry because it's, you know, you're so vulnerable, is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, hi, you want to have you have a question for Cliff Lashway? No, Glenn, but I don't trust anybody with the name Cliff. What? Who's it's uh. Is that Satan? No, yep. it, it sounds like. But you're calling it a different number for some reason. So what? Do you know each other? Uh, it's the same Sa- number. I know Satan, and I know Satan's brother. Uh, okay, so you know the. Uh, what are you from? His island? No, I can't tell yep. you that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's a reference. Of I used course. to live right next door to Satan's. Satan's brother. Okay. And I live down the street from Satan. Right. So, so do we want to say that you're, as running for city council, you're being endorsed by Satan? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I don't live in the city anymore, so hey, I ain't got nothing to do with this clown. Oh, all right. All right so that's a that, that's an endorsement from Satan. I himself. think that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you wouldn't have called. So, so uh, Mr. Mike, if I can call you that for just for I know, oh, I know, I'm, oh, I know. Uh, what is wrong with you, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I said uh, Duffy's first name one time. He almost had a heart attack. Uh, so, do you endorse? If you lived in the city, would you endorse Cliff Lashway? Yeah, Cliff's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I know you texted. Trying to get a, a street light off him for the past ten years. And no, 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 no. Trying to what? I don't understand. That. Or- I have I have an ornamental street light that yeah. was given to me, and yeah, and he wants it. No, uh, no. Oh, what did you put it on? Uh, I no, Street? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, anyway, okay, so you have a little battle. There. All right, well, good. Uh, that's a, just a, a rousing endorsement. Thanks, uh, thanks, Satan. Thanks, Satan. Yeah, Satan rules, buddy. There you go. There you go. Well, there you have it. There's one guy on your side. Japers. It just got hot in here. It did. All right, so I'm reading your, your card here. And thank God I have my glasses because I'm just awful. All right, so Cliff Lashway. It's, it's not only, ladies and gentlemen, it's the, uh, you know, if you win, you'd be the other Cliff. I would be. Yeah, we have could, two could jokes here. Could I be here. the good Cliff? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just asking. Right. Well, yeah, you could be. For a friend, you, you could be the mirror, mirror episode of uh, of Captain Kirk in the original Star Trek. All right, vote for Cliff Lashway, Watertown City Council. Of course, the primary, like I said, the 27th of June. Now, Cliff is working towards the following, and I and I quote: continued infrastructure improvements. 
And we just stated that energy source development. What do you want to do? Something with a river cliff? No, I would like to propose a solar farm over at the old uh, Water Street landfill. Uh, but that was put up in 2017. Yeah, it really didn't get any traction. Hmm. Um, Mrs. Ruggiero uh, is a proponent of that, and right. I think we really need to get into the green energy as a city because we yeah. got them growing up all over the place. We do. Do you think we have enough? Do you think it's ruining our environment? Do you think that you know the green energy Biden types are destroying our, our landscape with this? Uh, are we going to pay the price years later, though, Cliff? I don't think we'll pay the price. I yeah. don't. I really don't. I think we really need to evolve. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you're 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 green fr- you're fr- green friendly, I guess. Yes, okay. I am green friendly. Gotcha. Uh, windmills in Watertown. I Where, would like to, but I don't. Real, I don't uh, see it happening. But. Okay. No, I don't think that's happening. Uh, stronger city code enforcement. Explain that. I would like to. Um, right now, we're uh, reactive with our codes. Your neighbor has a. Your neighbor calls on uh, the city codes to say. Glen Curry has garbage in his yard. Right. We need to be more proactive with our codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have some um, code code department people come around mm-hmm. and you know check it like they used to. Right, right. Let's work with uh, you know the the fire department if we can. Right. Um, and you know really be more proactive versus reactive. Okay, so people look at that though, Cliff. Uh, that's a slippery slope to some degree because people be. look at that as, as as more city involvement, like Big Brother looking at you know mm-hmm. every blade of grass, so to speak. You know, to, but you say it. Um, I don't want to read your mind, but I just want to help you out here. You say it because it helps. What what does it do? It, well, it keeps I, I everyone would, in line. Or I would like to eliminate uh, the zombie homes. One. Right, right, right. Uh, and I would like to eliminate blight in our city. I got you. And and okay. And you're absolutely right because uh, someone guesstimated. At least 1,900 uh, uh, zombie homes in Watertown. Yeah, now, others say that's an exaggeration. I don't think it is. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just unacceptable. Yeah. it really is. And, and by the way, that also includes other uh, you know uh, buildings that have been you know abandoned years ago that may not have been homes, but still can be productive and put back on the tax roll yeah. uh, for whichever reason they're just sitting there. So I would say there's at least 1,900 billable or tax billable lots that are sitting dormant right now. Some are being maintained. If you notice, I drive along Academy Street every day and i notice at least two uh, uh ghost homes per block yeah and that's that's what 11 12 blocks that's at least 22 i would dare say 30 homes along academy alone yeah. that's not counting boyd so how do we fix that because city council can do so much uh, we have to get banks involved. We have to have reinvestment in the area. We have to get our, you know, our city. Our, we have to get uh, federal money from from uh, Tenney. How would you do that? Well, um, banks that are from other areas, they don't necessarily care mm-hmm. what's going on in Watertown, New York. That's true. We're just a number. Mm-hmm. But if you penalize them, where it hurts banks right, right. in their in their bottom line, sure. Eventually, you're going to get some eyes. Right, right, right. And hopefully, hopefully, with enough penalties and and charges for empty homes, right, right. banks will go, okay, either we got to get rid of this right, right, right. or sell it to the city. Mm-hmm. And then if the city gets it, you know, maybe we could, we could uh, have somebody flip it. Right. Uh, renovate it mm-hmm. and possibly get it back on the tax rolls. So you're saying force the issue with the banks by yes. raising, you know, so, you know, fees here and there. Is that not being done now, or uh, uh, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think it's being done. If it is, I'm not aware of it. Right. I mean, here's here's what they're getting away with. If a structure sits, for instance, as a yellow house uh, that's been sitting dormant now, I don't know if it's a bank situation, but it's an example I'd like to use in that. It's just sitting there. The house isn't getting any better. Amazingly, it's still standing straight, and the roof is not co- co- collapsed. It's amazing how they built homes back back in the day. 
but they basically do what's necessary. They'll just you know mow the lawn, and that's it. Yeah. And that's how. And everyone says, "Well, it's, they mow the lawn. I guess that's okay." It seems like we we should draw the line. I mean, if you obviously haven't you know lived in your house, there should be some type of measure to say, "Look, do this or get off the pot." And I guess. Well, it's, well, it's it's not fair to the neighbors and and the people in the neighborhood totally yeah. to be to look at that and accept that, and that really hurts um, the the good. How should I say it? The good, yeah, uh, taxpayer. People, the the people that take care of their property, right, right, right. Which it, it hurts their property value, no doubt. And and I've seen homes over the years, even like on Tonight Street and the beautiful mansion homes over there, uh, that all of them were affected by one. It only takes one spoiled apple to ruin the whole barrel. Let's go to the phones, and uh, you can hear all right. Is that you have the headsets? Uh, you're on with Cliff Lashway. You have a question for Cliff? Yeah, I got three questions. This is Tim. So. Uh, what's he registered as, Democrat or Republican? Uh, Tim, I am a I'm a Democrat, but I'm a middle of the road. I'm a moderate. Moderate Democrat. Okay, and uh, did I, did I hear you say going and tuned in a little bit? I was having trouble with the feed. I know, I know. He he um, he was in favor of the golf course at the appraised value. Uh, well, I'll at, have Cliff answer that at the appraised value. Um, with, with the um, clubhouse, hundred percent. Right. With the um, and the ability to get the thing started on day yeah, one. Yeah, on day one. Right, right. So I'm, I'm also. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So you're saying the appraised value of of what? What's that price? Well, okay. I know he's entering late. And we're running out of time here. But Tim, he said he would buy it at the appraised value. I believe at one point two million. If, of course, he was okay. there for that. Right. But we don't want to. So we don't want to labor on the golf course. Three point four. Is he saying no for three point? Of course. Wood, wood for one point two. At the clubhouse was. Yes. Up to snuff for e- one. Exactly. And, and is he in favor of the pool? On the north side, for three to four. I, I'll hang up. All right. Thanks, my friend. Yeah. What, what about what say you about the north side? I am not for the north side pool. I am for a recreational venue. Um, I'm for a a large splash pad, right, and some other ec- recreational activities over there. Uh, maybe a pickleball court, mm-hmm. but I am not for a pool. Gotcha. And why is that? Because we've spent too much money. We, Did the golf course spoil that? If we didn't buy that, would you put the pool up? Would you say that the, we got the money now? W- the golf course, uh, we're putting up so much money into it. Mm-hmm. We don't have the money tree right, right. out back. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice to have all these in a declining population. Um, w- we are spending money like we're a growing population. Mm-hmm. We are not a growing population. Good we point. need we need to focus on the essentials, the the core items, the roads, mm-hmm. the sidewalks, the curbing, the water pipes that right, are right. everybody gets the list or the the sheet that says your your um your water has chemicals in it. Right, but, right. In 2023, that's unacceptable. Yeah. By the way, I've never seen that sheet unless I just throw it out and put it you in the probably birdcage. You just throw it out. Yeah, like a there, lot of people do. There are chemicals in your water. So are we dying? Are we? Are we We're not poisoning dying. ourselves? We're not dying. Right. I'm, do we have things that we need to focus on? Yes, right. we do. And we need something for a rainy day, is what I always say. You I never agree. know what's going to happen. Hi. Do you have a, qu- a question for Cliff Lashway? Hey, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I am very happy to hear that he is wanting to help the code enforcement department. There he is, the ordinance man you himself. Know who I am? Yes, of course. Uh, but the whole thing about a lot of the houses in Watertown, yeah, they are 
bought by soldiers, and they're guaranteed by the U.S. government. Then they get deployed. Mm-hmm. I got one right next door to my house. Mm-hmm. I don't even live in the city. <laughs> that was bought by a soldier, but they moved out. The bank has taken it back, and it's, it takes years mm. to get it taken care of. Mm. But he's right about that. Yeah. And mm. he's also right about getting the fire department back in to doing uh, checkups. Walk around of the city. Right. I agree. So, no, I, I, I really like where he's going. I'm fourth generation to that city. Nice. I just don't live there anymore. Right. So even though he likes you, Cliff, he can't vote for you. That's all right. That's all right. He likes my. He <laughs> likes what I, I have like, to vote. I like the way you're going. Nice. You go. Thank you so much. Awesome. I appreciate That's that. Ordinance. Thanks, ordinance guy. Got to go, but thank you, my friend. Hi, you have a Cliff. Uh, yeah, you have a question for Cliff Lashway. All right, no one there. Dip, 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 day. Let's see if that comes back in again. Sometimes I do that. All right, so people obviously, you know, they listen to this show. Got a decent amount. Actually, we got 26 people on, on, on Live at 5. That's that's actually pretty good. Nice. Uh, and then I'll have an interview in a little bit from our friends over there at the, the Steel City Rollers at the uh, quarter of. Uh, his name is uh, whatever his name is. We'll get to that later. All right. So, uh, yeah. So going door to door, we used to, pro- I mean, again, last night's uh, council meeting. Uh, it's not the first time we've seen that, but do you think, and I'm, I was thinking about this today when I was driving around, certainly listening to it on the Hotline Show, was was last night the worst it's ever been? Well, the week before was, I believe it was the worst. Oh, really? Okay, and gotcha. It's, it's it's spreading. Yeah. It's spreading to another week, and then next, what's going to happen next week? Yeah. We, we really need to, um, you know how Mr. Oni says that, uh, you know, there's a circ. You know, oh, it's turning into circus. Yeah, he says that. He says that. He's the one that put the tent over it. Now the yeah, the common denominator with every time there's a circus-like event, right, is Mister Only. Right, right. So you know, all I'm asking for is some decorum, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that the Mister Ballard is asking for that as well. Right. Um, we, as an outsider, if you're looking in, yeah, it probably doesn't look good. It's not a good look, and it's and it, here's the thing: it hasn't gone viral yet. But if someone gets, let's just say, physical, uh, it will go viral, and then people will see everything leading up to that, and it's going to get ugly. I, again, I, 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 Cliff is in his own world. He swears he's doing it for uh, for the best interests of Watertown. He does have a base of people that want him to go to bat for them and actually be, you know, uh, you know contentious as he is at times. So, you know, but as something tells me, if you were there, you probably would have a different demeanor, Cliff. I I mean I'm I'm calm, cool, and collective. Right. Um, you can you can make your point right. with passion, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be right. You know, come off as aggressive. So we have the big issue at the end of this decade with the contract with National Grid, and Ken Mix just came out with an analysis just about a week ago or so, saying that we're going to be in a pitfall right now. What say you about that? We need. We, we've said this before. We've uh, we really have to start. Uh, going after this and and really getting experts, I believe experts in mm-hmm. to really try to offset this because this is going to be, I mean you, uh, really, I mean we're talking I I can't even uh, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine right the the downfall of this uh, in, in terms of losing the con- I mean losing our you know uh, our agreement uh, yeah, which was done this, eons ago with net with then uh, Niagara Mohawk now National Grid yeah it, I mean we. 
I'm surprised. I'm surprised we're not talking about it every day. You know, it's funny you should say that because uh, one of your opponents sat there just last week and said, you know, when he ran in 2015, that was a big issue then, and here it is eight years later, and we're barely talking about it. So it's it's I mean, just we, yeah. We know it's we know it's coming. Right. I look at it this cliff. I look, you know, we got this, you know, this big boatload of money thanks to COVID, and we're just, you know, the cliff onlys of the world, the preoccupied spending that, and then that look, they, they kick the can down down the road. We got another call on the phone. Hi, uh, do you have a question for Cliff Lashway, city council candidate? Yes, I do. Uh, he's the first candidate uh, I've, I've talked to about. The, or he's talked about the pool, and uh, with five pools within the boundaries of uh, Watertown, why do we need a, a sixth pool? Right. Well, right. And, I agree. Why can't the school and then why can't the uh, we use the school during the summer? Uh, use the, utilize the somehow figure out on a schedule the logistics of the pool. Right. So it doesn't interfere with the school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the students of school. Uh, why spend the three or four million dollars? Right. Uh, second thing is, uh, what's what's um, the, the voting is going on right now for Millie Smith? Yeah. For, for the uh, what? What is your position on the on the um, um, ballot? Wait for school for, for, for school board. You're asking Cliff this question. No, I'm asking. I'm just. I'm just. Because the voting is going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I voted, and she's the fourth one over, but there's another Smith running. And I almost voted for the first Smith. Yeah, the Dematri Smith. Oh, wait, there was two Smiths? There's two Smiths. I, I might have yeah. voted for the wrong Smith. Dematri Smith. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, uh, this sorry is a if disaster. I'm killing, sorry if I'm killing that name. But. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, you did it, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I realized that. Oh, come yeah. on. Why, on the, uh, why couldn't he have a different last name? No, I was kidding. Go ahead. Also... On global warming and all that, uh, what's the total caloric output of uh, these windmills and solar panels? Yeah. All right, we can't get into that. All right, thank you, my Ooh. friend. i got to move on. Wow, that came out. What was that all about? What is the philosophy of an African swallow? <laughs> Hi, you're in the air. Nope. All right, never mind. All right, so Cliff, uh, this is great. I mean, let, uh, I'm going to allow you to use the last minute and a half or so. Tell us your platform. I'm reading your card. I, I hope. What yeah, do I do with right your card? There. It's right here. I, I'm like Jeff Graham losing the copy. Thing. Do you realize I? Oh, I can't find the widget copy. But there, there are fine people up there. Meanwhile, he wrote a note on the back of the copy, and he forgot he wrote a note. All right, someone's here. You have a question for candidate Cliff Lashway? Absolutely, I do. So this is Donnie Lee, Cliff. Yes. Um. The- yeah, the first time, uh, well, the first time we ever really talked was about a month and a half ago. Yeah. I walked to the store to buy a soda, <laughs> and instead of me paying for it, you said that you would pay for it, and it was, you know, that you would cover it. I did. You, t- you said to me something along the lines of, all Democrats aren't bad. I agree. Okay. Right. And I, I, it's been on my mind. It just makes me wonder, this would be my question, will you be in the future be giving gifts out to win people over. No. So that's my question. No, I don't What's give... the matter with you? I don't give gifts have, out to I, win people over. You, you did him a favor. You can't be backfires. nice anymore? Sheepers, creepers. What's the matter with you? Hi, you have a question for Cliff? Hey, Glenn. Aaron Clemens, how are you? Aaron, Cle- Aaron Clemens is running. Yeah, I've talked to Aaron. Uh, wow, jeepers. We got two dueling uh, candidates here. Hi, Aaron. How are you? What's going on, Aaron? No, not much. So, anyways, I did the uh, school board election today. Okay. Uh, there is two, so there is two Smiths. Right. Demita, uh, there is Demita Smith and Millie. Right. Um, I both voted for the uh, incumbent, Jason Harrington. Oh, cool. That's yeah, good. Mine. Mm. Wow. So, being honest. Um, anyways, um, mm. so 
we really haven't heard a lot of what the candidates are running at. Yeah, uh, yeah right. All right. Um, so, all right, I, know but, I'm run, I know I'm running as a write-in because I got here late. Oh, okay. Watertown, so. All right. Well, listen, I got to get going only because I'm limited in time, Aaron, but give me give me a shout when you get a chance, but I got to go, okay? I'm sorry, my friend. No, but thank All right, okay. thanks. I appreciate it. All right, Cliff, uh, 30 seconds. What's your platform 30 like? 30 seconds, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to continue the uh, infrastructure improvements, uh, roads, sidewalks, um, water pipes, curbing. Infrastru- um, and here's one thing I have to say before you go. You're a married man. Yes. Five kids. Two, two yeah, of yeah. mine and three. That's fine. Marriage. Uh, you got a Brady Bunch thing going on. It's there. God fun. Bless you. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, how is it to raise children in Watertown? Um, it's it's uh, it, tough it, sometimes. It, okay. But, why is it tough? Real quick. Why is it tough? That's a stupid question for me to ask you and, and give you so little time. I'm I'm not a proponent of the Watertown High School. Okay. Interesting. Or the Watertown School District. Really? They need to step up their game, and Re- I and that's why I'm giving going to give a shout out. Millie Smith. We yeah. need a Millie Smith. Interesting. In, um, are you concerned for your children? My my kids are out of school right now. I'm I'm concerned for everybody's children. Why? I just don't like the direction. Oh. Our school, our um, our grades are poor. Yeah. Uh, and we're spending ten million dollars more. More. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I I I hope that they. You know, there's, you know, I talked to my stepdaughter. She's 20 years old. She graduated a couple of years ago. And I asked, I said, you know, I'm hearing that kids don't even know how to read and write. Right. And she, I said, is that, is that true? And right. she goes, there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. And, and I don't understand how people can get through the system. Right. And, and have that. Are they That's, more, are they more focused on, I guess, the, the culture as opposed to educating our kids? Like, you know, it's, it's just, if that's the generation that we have coming up, are we just making lazy? Are we grooming kids to be lazy and just to do whatever they want? We, we do can't on TikTok? have that. Yeah, I, I, you know, when we're old and in gray, yeah, right. these people are going to bury us. Yeah, yeah. I, I want them. I mean, no, literally with as, debt. No, as, no, I want them as much education as possible. I know that's awesome. Listen, I got to go only because sure. I got to do a break, and we have allocated time. Cliff Lashway, good luck to you. Thank you, sir. And uh, we will see you uh, soon uh, or talk to you at some time. But, of course, remember that the primary is June 27th. Cliff Lashway is looking for one of, of four opportunities to go to the general election. So that's when we uh, uh, do the voting for that. Cliff, thanks again. Thank Gotta you. Got to do a break, and we'll be back right after this. Yo, DJ, play me something twangy. All right. Are you on Facebook? All right, we're back. Thanks to Cliff Lashway, and I think I timed this out just perfectly because I have a phone call right here. Let's see if this is uh, our friend. Is this Mark Fletcher? Hello? Mark, are you there? Hi, Mark. I don't know. Did I do something wrong here? What's going on here? Oh, crazy cat. All right, so let me turn that off for now. I'll ask one more time. Mark, are you there? Wait, he's not there. Hello? <laughs> hello, 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 hello. All right, anyway, Mark Fletcher is going to be calling in. He's just going to give us an idea of what the, the show this Saturday, May 20th, is all about. It's the uh, Steel City Rovers. They do the Celtic music. They're going to be doing it at the uh, Clayton Opera House. I think I lost them. I don't, and it might have been someone else. Who knows? Uh, but no, here's someone calling in right now. Sometimes this happens, folks. Hi, is this Mark Fletcher? It is. Hi, Glenn. How are you, sir? 
Good. How are you? Good. I think we lost you there, but that was my fault. So, uh, Mark, th- welcome to the Live at Five show here in AM, to, uh, AM 1240 here in Watertown, New York. We're about 22 miles from Clayton, where you're going to be performing this Saturday at the beautiful Clayton Opera House. Uh, Mark, i got to ask you, have you ever been to the Clayton Mark, uh, Opera House before? Uh, no, this will be a first for us. Gotcha. Oh, really? And you, you guys aren't too far away. You're, you're, you're from Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, just uh, barely across the border there. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Aren't there a lot of famous hockey players from Hamilton, Ontario? Oh, there's been a lot of them, you know, and... Uh, over the years, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and Mark, if you could do me a favor, just stay close to the receipt. We're, we're losing you to some degree, if you could. I I, I don't know if you want to... Yeah, if, if you could. But oh, okay, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm parked actually right under a signal tower, and I got tons of signals. Oh, so good, good, good. That's, that's even better. So, Mark, what are you in the band? I'm looking at a picture of you guys. You're looking off to the sun here, what looks to be an industrial site. looks really cool. Which one of you out of the uh, five-member band here? <laughs> I'm the... I'm the more senior guy in the group uh, holding a mandola, uh, I think, uh, with a suit jacket on. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're off to the right-hand side. Yeah, you, you're something like out of like a, a Rolling Stone uh, album cover with that. That's kind of that's kind of cool. <laughs> so that's great. So Celtic, you know, see, the one thing I know about uh, Canada, particularly Ontario, a lot of Irish people were brought over here by way of Halifax back in the day. What is it about? What is it about the Irish influence in Canada, particularly Ontario, Mark? Well, you know, uh, yeah, Canada and Ontario have a, a, a big had a big wave of uh, Celtic immigration, Scots and Irish in particular, um, and you know, they they just they were it was kind of forced immigration and and immigrating for better lives. Of course, is is what we see all across North America. But they they really established themselves in certain counties, and particularly the rural areas. And um, you know, the semi isolation in those areas it just translated into those people maintaining their culture, right. maintaining their music, maintaining you know their ideals and everything for for several generations. And that's all just filtered right into the whole sort of uh, cultural fabric of Ontario over time. But you carry the torch, so to speak, by, you know, by learning the, the music. So who passed that on to you? Was your mom and dad? Yeah, well, no, actually it was my grandparents. It kind of skipped a generation. My grandparents uh, and my great-grandparents were very involved in their culture and in the music. Um, my One side of the family, they were all Highland pipers and fiddle players, and the other side they were you know, fiddle players and, and sort of whistle and piano players and accordion players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was, strangely enough, it sort of was all my grandparents and great-grandparents that, uh, you know, were musical and carried all that on. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, I think, just got too caught up in trying to make a living for us kids sure. uh, to really in, enjoy the, some downtime and, and playing music. So. That's interesting that you picked it up from, from uh, other generations, and now you're performing now. You know, you guys, is this, I'm assuming this is your full-time gig. You guys go all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just before COVID, we were totally full-time. All wow. the guys in the band, uh, you know, it was it was the, the full-time job. Um, of course, the, as we know, the, the COVID thing changed the landscape for all of us. Um, some of the guys have had to pick up some extra work on the side, and then certainly there's not the, as high a frequency of shows. Mm-hmm out there as the whole industry recovers. But uh, we're close. Most of the guys are pretty close to full-time, but uh, a few have had to kind of, 
you know, pad pad their bank accounts with other uh, other you know employment. Right. It must have been difficult because working at a corporation, working for the government. I don't know how Canada uh, did things up there, and we're not too happy with your prime minister, by the way. But that's for another day altogether. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that you made it through the storm, so to speak, and that you're entertaining. So obviously, St. Patrick's Day is a big day for you. Where, where do you guys normally perform on the biggest day of the year? Boy, you know, St. Patrick's Day, we've done everything. We played a massive street festival in Port Huron, Michigan, way back about uh, seven, eight years ago. Uh, one year we ended up doing shows at Penn State University's campus there in Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm, wow. Um, last year we actually came, went really close to home. We played a, a, a Royal Canadian Legion, which was just about 15 minutes from all the guys' houses. Right. You know, we, were, we had been on the road for you know, two and a half weeks, and we thought, you know what, let's just finish off the whole tour by staying really close to home. So we've been all over the place with St. Patrick's Day. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. Well, still, I mean, th- why the Steel City Rovers? What is, is there? Is there a Steel City? Well, Hamilton is Canada's Steel City. It oh, is interesting, um, and it still manufactures steel. I know Pittsburgh's kind of known as. The U.S. is Steel City, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Pittsburgh actually manufactures any steel anymore. But Hamilton still does. It's been a, a very, very hardcore, you know, um, blue-collar city right. since its inception way back in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. And the steel mills are still functioning. And, wow. You know, there's still a big sector of the population works all those mills. That's amazing. And again, without I, 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 you know, alluded to it earlier as far as your prime minister is concerned. But you said like you're a blue collar uh, community, and that does not surprise me, by the way. Uh, but it seems as if the elite class out of out of Ottawa, and for that matter, Toronto. I won't even say Montreal because to me that's another country altogether. They can't be happy with what's going on in Ottawa. But what say? I mean, again, is 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 culture? being pushed to the side in Canada uh, these days? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's being pushed to the side, but it's, it's really struggling. Um, we have, there's a lot of uh, things that have kind of all come together at one point over the last uh, 10 years that have really, really uh, taken, um, well, let's say just say a lot of cultural things have taken quite a beating. And, you know, there are a lot of things you don't normally think about. Um, big festivals in Canada have been struggling to uh, fund themselves because insurance costs have been backbreaking for them. Hmm. Uh, municipal governments are imposing so many regulations on things, you know, uh, to, for a festival and maybe try and get a liquor license to sell some beer. Hmm. It's just, it's overwhelming, um, hmm. you know. The, the politics and, and the bureaucracy hmm. is is really eroded a lot of the energy that um, committees had in the past to put these festivals together, and um, and you know we have to face the fact too that that you know society right across North America there's a big portion of it that is really struggling with increased costs of living, so their disposable income sure. to go to events. Uh, major events to attend concert halls and festivals hmm. has, has really been eroded as well. Jeez. So, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors kind of con- coming together to contribute to really, you know, really sort of pummel the arts and culture a lot. Because I read, I read an article yesterday right here on this show about the change in the Canadian passport and how they dumbed it down and eliminated a lot of historical references. 
one of which was the guy who was who had cancer who went across the country. They took him off there. Uh, that's a significant yeah. part of Canadian uh, uh, history. Uh, is, there's got to be an ulterior motive here. If they're putting up tariff or mandates or, or uh, high insurance rates, are they discouraging you know uh, uh, cultural events up there? Well, there you know it's it's kind of I wouldn't it's it's really hard to analyze. I. And, and we're as confused about it as everybody because, you know, the first thing any uh, government tourism ad will, will show all kinds of music and dancing and street celebrations and parades. Mm-hmm. Um, yet when it comes right down to it, like I say, the, the cooperation from various levels of government to pull these things off is, is just, you know, becoming overwhelming um, right. you know, for volunteer-type committees. Right. Um, it's almost not worth it. And... Yeah, it, it really it really comes to a point where financially a lot of events and a lot of uh, hmm. people just throw up their hands. Sure. They just can't afford the cost. They can't afford the time it takes. Right. Um, and uh, hmm. yet, unfortunately, it's a pattern right across the country. Um, wow. And that, you know, really comes down to why we, we work a lot in the U.S. You seem to have uh, still got a, a good, solid grasp. Yeah, for now. We, uh, China grasp. hasn't gotten to us yet. I mean, they're getting there, but China yeah. got to you guys. Not speaking Cantonese yet. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, they got to, I mean, I know I hear all types of stories. Uh, and again, we're not here for politics. And, and God bless you for what you do. And I'm glad that uh, you're able to perform. And by the way, it's this Saturday. Uh, and the tickets are very reasonable. They start at $10. Uh, right there at the yeah. beautiful Clayton. You're going to love it when you come up here. Uh, I don't know. You're more than likely staying at the Harbor Hotel, uh, which is literally right next door, Mark. So you're going you're to oh, be boy. right on the St. Lawrence River. So you're, you're close to home. Yeah. You can see you can see Canada, for, uh, you know, when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we've uh, we've we're familiar with that part of the state. We have played a few uh, shows up in that way over the years, mm-hmm. but uh, we've heard that uh, the community of Clayton is quite beautiful, sort of on that peninsula. Yeah, you know, out, you know, surrounded by water and has a lot of history to it too. Yes, in its association with the trade, you know, with ships and barges and that moving up and down the lake in the past, and uh, mm-hmm. so we're really looking forward to it. Oh, you'll enjoy you it. Know. As so, the Steel City Rovers, Mark Fletcher. Thank you very much. Good, uh, good looking picture there that with all of you guys performing this Saturday night at uh, the Clayton Opera House, and uh, the weather looks good. So, uh, uh, just remember to call the Clayton Opera House six eight six. I used to know this number by heart because I did the commercials for so many years. Uh, where are we? How, uh, well, anyway, yeah, it's the phone number. S- call the box office right now, 686-2200. Mark Fletcher, thank you very much, sir. Thanks for being with us here on the Live at Five show. Yeah, we're going to give you a real exciting show. A lot of Canadian, Celtic, and Celtabilly music. So. Awesome. Fantastic. Mark, thank you again. Thanks. That's uh, Mark Fletcher. Yes, you too. That's Mark uh, Fletcher and uh, the Steel City Rollers. So now we got somebody else on the line. Hi, you're in the air. That was a football, he would have caught it. Yeah, that's right. That, of course, is the out-of-area private. That guy uh, is the hang-up guy. He calls up every now and then. That was a line from the late, great Anthony DeMarco uh, back in the day, back when Anthony was alive. Anthony actually died 18 years ago, which is incredible. All right, so I was, li- again, I didn't really listen. I, last night I was working on stuff, didn't uh, see or listen to the city council meeting at all. So as a consequence, I really was out of, in the dark until actually J- uh, Jeff was playing the segments today. And uh, despite the fact that Cliff Lashway thought that the week before was worse, maybe it was because of the, it was the first confrontation with Attorney Bullard, uh, I thought last night was much worse. Last night was a disgrace. 
And uh, just just like the world, just like the, you know, the immigration problem, and, you know, and for that matter, the economy, once Kamala Harris eventually takes over the country, I don't see things getting any better in City Hall. So if anyone has a comment about that with the remaining two minutes left, <clears throat> give me a shout. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. I want to thank Cliff Lashway for coming in. Uh, he's a good guy. He's five, you know, he's raised five kids. Interesting, his comments about the... Uh, uh, about the uh, 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 Board of Elections and uh, the state of affairs going up there at, at uh, Watertown High School. Very honest, very open about it, and I appreciate that um, because, you know, he's concerned for his children. And, um, and so all of us are, and I don't even have kids. But uh, what, 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 uh, what is happening right now uh, could change things because the voting started at noon today. I went down there, actually saw the Duff and his wife today. He, they were standing in front of me in the orchestra room, and I think I was 118. And so at that point, that was a little bit after 1 o'clock or somewhere thereabouts. So I'm going to take a guess, you know, if, if they did 100 each hour, you know, once the kids go out, that discourages me. I mean, it's amazing how difficult they make it for you to vote. It, because if you're going to wait till noon, the kids are already in school for three hours. If you just opened it up and went from like 10 to 6... Well, no, no. Keeping it at nine o'clock actually makes a lot of sense, but you lose at least one hour because you got school buses to contend with, and it's dangerous for the kids and yourself. So, why they don't have this? Whatever. That's it for another day. Here's another call. The last of the day. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, I just want to tell you quick. Uh, Glenn, I went up and navigated and did vote. Hopefully, I voted for Millie. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, some sm- woman was in the lane. They had to help me because they they didn't know what to do with a blind person. So. Hmm. I kind of trusted her. I don't think she was... Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Let's do the scenario, uh, uh, Tim. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm voting for Smith. Uh, you mean Gazarian Smith? No, no, no. Uh, Millie Smith. Did you say Gazarian Smith? No, no. Millie Smith. Did it go something like that? <laughs> I, I mean, they were really... Uh, um, I mean, they didn't know what to do with me. And, and, and one, know, one woman was telling everyone as they went out, we can hear you, lady. We hear you. Oh, there's the door to go out and watch your step. Okay. And she's yelling at everybody. So, I get it. I oh, get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I'm going to watch my step. I know you're being overprotective for some reason because you know somehow or other this particular campaign isn't going to go your way. All right, Tim, thank you, my friend. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, thank you. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, of course, is CBS News. And uh, you have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Rick